legend. Welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl, mindset coach, here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts, and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, beautiful people, Monica here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination, featuring my awesome pal, Talon Barney, who is the host of the Conscious Rebel podcast, and just the most positive, optimistic, and wise human that I probably know. He is deeply moved by travel, creativity, and beauty, and he is an empowerer. He helps people to get the most out of their lives and become everything that they can be. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. Enjoy. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. So, it's so funny because we did technically have a plan for this episode, but what is a plan? Like. <laughs> you start talking about surrender and I'm like, oh, this will actually probably feed in beautifully to the core theme of this episode, right? Actually. Of course. Of course. It always does. (laughs) You can't make it up. You just can't make it up. Um, To everyone who's listening, we were just chatting about some of the crazy synchronicities that happen. Um, Like yesterday, I've been obsessed with Utah everywhere I look. Videos, pictures, Utah. And then last night I was like, I really need a cool podcast guest for tomorrow because my plan fell through. And then guess who's awake at 2 a.m. in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <Mwah>. Yes. <laughs> Receive the call, eh? Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. And I love that you are the one that I get to have this conversation with because so you know how on our journey. There are certain things that we sort of look to as measures of success. And I think a lot of us look to money or status or we think when we get the car or the job or the business or whatever, then we're going to feel really good and really fulfilled. But the things that I'm most proud of these days are actually the inner work that had to shift within myself. Like it's not the external thing at all. It's looking back at who I used to be, the sort of people I used to attract into my life, the, the narratives I had about myself and then the quality of people in my life now, I'm like, that's the work. That's the shit that people don't see, right? The sitting at home, facing your fears, confronting yourself, having to be honest with yourself. Like, is that the same for you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's the same for everyone. Yeah. I just think we're at different levels of that awareness of where that falls kind of on the list of priorities. You know, I, I think when we're more unaware and kind of new to this game, then it's it's pretty far behind on the priorities. We really want the external because we we truly do believe that that's what's going to make the difference. It's, it's what we see. It's what we're yeah. programmed to believe. But as you get older, it's not necessary that these things don't fulfill you or that they don't satisfy you. I think it's more so that there's a deeper calling that's that's pulling you to a higher level of awareness and you can put that off for some time, but if we don't create that identity shift, then unfortunately you're faced with an identity crisis. And at (laughs) that point, you're then forced to make that shift and start prioritizing this internal world, which lo and behold is actually what precedes everything external, you know, your Mm. external mirrors, the internal 
So I think as we begin to do that internal work, that is where the real juice is. I mean, that's that's kind of the golden nectar of life, but it also is, it takes courage. It, I think it takes a lot of courage. So I think anyone that embarks upon the inner journey, I don't think you can avoid it, but I also applaud anyone that does voluntarily go <laughs> yeah. on this journey yeah. because it, it is it is difficult. It, ta- it takes some courage. It takes, the, the truth hurts. It really does. And we hear that. But when you start to really do the deep work and things start to come up that you were unaware of, we don't know what we don't know. So when those things do come up and we start to see things that have been holding us back from who we could be and who we always have been, then sometimes that does hurt. But it's it's a pill worth swallowing because it's a beautiful journey. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. And I feel like the the tone, the undertone of everything you just said is responsibility though like we have to first accept Mm -hmm. that we are actually creating our life and I feel like a lot of people don't want to do that and it's awful in the beginning I'm not gonna lie when I actually looked around my life and thought ah (laughs) oops like this is coming from me as as easy as it is to blame everyone else or whatever when I realized that I've attracted the same person 20 times in a row like what is the common denominator and I feel like that's that's the key right because when you can get to that point and go oh snap, I created this, but I'm actually going to be gentle with myself now. And, and this is what helped me so much with learning about the subconscious mind. You know, like the mind is just trying to protect us. Then there's nothing to feel shame about or self-judgment or anything because, you know, yes, we may have experienced some things or created some things that didn't feel good or that, you know, whatever, um, hurt us or, you know, we could attach a story to of negativity but actually, if our mind was just trying to protect us, we can just have compassion for that version of ourselves that didn't feel safe. And then go, okay, so now that I know I'm responsible, I can make new shifts. But we've got to be aware first. And I think that's where so many people fall down, right? Like they don't, they don't want to admit the truth because there's all this judgment attached to it. And it's like, oh, if yeah. I created that, then that means that I'm not good enough. It means that I'm weak or it means that, no, it doesn't. It means that your mind did not feel safe. So it created a story over and over again to try to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, th- I think being 100% responsible and accountable does come with a level of vulnerability. You can't, you can't be accountable, not be vulnerable. I mean, you are exposing all the skeletons in the closet and you're showing the quote unquote weak parts of yourself in order to then pull that power back in and reclaim that part of yourself. So like you said, it, it does require a level of vulnerability. And as humans, we have such an innate need to belong to the to the mm-hmm. pack, to the tribe, to the family, that that possibility of us fully being ourselves and maybe not being accepted for that person and possibly being cast out from the collective is really terrifying. And so we will kind of hide and put on these different masks and anything that we feel is wrong, we will outsource and blame to other people <laughs> so that it doesn't fall upon us. But yeah. the, the irony is, is that perfection can't relate with perfection, right? People relate with people who are raw, who are real, who are authentic. And when we start to feel cracked and broken, that's when the light really can shine through. And paradoxically, that's actually when we really start to belong to others. As Brene Brown says, fitting in is the opposite of belonging. It's, it's one of my favorite quotes because it's, yeah. it's so true. Like we're not, 
we're not here to fit in, we're here to belong. But in order to belong to others, we have to first belong to ourselves. And you'll see this, especially in relationships. You might get into a relationship that's in the beginning is going great. And then all of a sudden, after that kind of three month period, things start to come up. But really, what's just happening is our relationship with ourself is being exposed. And this person just happens to be a mere reflection of that. So it's a perfect relationships are like a perfect container for healing for us to be able to bring everything up that we haven't seen so that we can own it, become 100% responsible for it, alchemize that into more love and compassion, and then therefore expand more and more and more. And it's just a journey of expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you describe that because it sounds so nice, but what does it actually look like? (laughs) The exact opposite. And oh my gosh, this is such good timing. I'd be curious to hear what's going on in your love life as well right now. Um, (laughs) But like for me, this is so potent and I've been navigating this so much. So PSA world, your girl's in a relationship. How exciting, right? It's about, it's about time. (laughs) but but it's like it's the process right there has been so much work paired with uh, a refusal to settle so Mm. I was not going you know I was like I didn't come as far to go for something average so if I want something incredible I need to become incredible so then like attracts like and that's what we're talking about right it's a mirror the thing is the world is a reflection of you so when you start to truly believe in your value and you know your worth and you know what you bring to the table and you love yourself first everything has to reflect that back to you um and I feel like this we should be learning this stuff in school instead of algebra because it has been incredible this process of digging deep into my subconscious mind and finding stuff that I was astounded to discover was there because this is the disconnect right like consciously you think oh no I really want a relationship I really want this yet every single attempt failed and it was like spectacular you know and it was over and over and over and over again and I'm like what's going on like I'm putting myself out there I'm doing all the things but as long as my subconscious mind was still holding on to fear which it was because I grew up in a really abusive household the dominant part of me did not feel safe around men didn't trust them didn't think they were safe to be around had to like I felt like I always had to protect myself so I would pick wounded men who I felt safe with because they couldn't hurt me right Hmm. but consciously I'm like where are the men like this sucks these guys are just like so selfish and self-obsessed and they're not a partner that I could grow with who could challenge me and push me and and hold space for me like it just wasn't a thing so yeah when I started to realize oh it's actually because I'm picking people that are bad for me because it makes me feel safe at a deeper level because that's a me problem um life-changing right and then of course we use subconscious techniques hypnosis nlp whatever to create a feeling of safety and then your dream guy arrives and then the work begins because i thought oh you know coco it's crazy to say this out loud like they arrive and then it's like you sail off into the sunset you know on your horses and it's like it's all good but actually that person arrives and triggers everything within you that you thought you'd healed because the work begins when you have to start becoming like really embodying that new version of you which was so unfamiliar because I'd never been in a healthy relationship before and it's crazy it's like you know this stuff 
But when you're actually sitting there with someone who requires you to be vulnerable, who actually needs you to tell them, this is how I feel, but your whole nervous system is freaking out because it remembers the 80 guys before that who would scream at you and hang up on you and abuse you if you ever express stuff. It's like, it's a thing. It is. It has not been an easy experience. You know, it's some, um, there's your girl, Brene Brown, you know, courage. Like it is absolutely courageous to be vulnerable. And I just feel like we don't talk about this. And I feel like a lot of people aren't. I think they, they're quite closed, right? And they try and control the other person instead of actually realizing that when, what you, you know, you, what you be, you attract. So it's very easy to look at someone else and say, oh, they don't um, bring me flowers or they only text me a certain amount of times in a day. And that's why I feel bad. But it's like, no, it's not. Actually, it's the opposite. If you shifted how you felt, your external would be different. But it's it's big work. It is big work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it is. I mean, I think relationships are the ultimate simulation for self-love. You get to everything gets reflected back to you and it's an opportunity to basically turn non-love into love in any expressions mm -hmm. of darkness or shadow or trigger that we see is that not an opportunity for us to rise and to be able to transmute that like are we not bigger than just the humans that people think we are are we not these spiritual warriors are we not these beings who are so creative so courageous that we literally are able to alchemize emotions. And if that is the case, if we can do that, which we can, that is our true essence, then why would we not just like revel in like jubilation and ecstasy when we see these shadows? Because it's a mm. chance for us to actually transform that. And I think that's a, that was a big perspective shift for me of like a lot of times we shirk from the problems. We want a perfect relationship. But it's actually quite the opposite. When we see these challenges, we should jump with joy because it's a it's an opportunity for our souls to be able to do what we came here for, which is to bring more love into all those spaces which are craving yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Did everyone listen to that? Jump with joy when you have problems. Like, <laughs> and look, I and I and I understand that it's hard, and there's. There's serious problems out in the world, right? There, there's like yeah. communication problems in relationships and there's like, we're not getting along. And then there is like abuse, right? And there's, yeah. there's gaslighting. There's, there's different degrees to relationships. However, if we can all understand that everything is happening for our own good and that everything is being brought to us for us, for the occasion to be able to stand up in our power, that's usually what it comes down to is that each situation we find ourselves in, whether you label it good or bad, is a chance for us to reclaim more and more of our power. And so we will magnetize people into our lives that can trigger that little thing within us that we need to reclaim. That, mm -hmm. that again, we're outsourcing, we're, we're giving our power away. If, if we're wanting our significant other to validate us in some shape or form, we are giving them power. If, yeah. if my partner can make me angry, then that person now has power over my emotions. They can control me. So those yeah. are all places that I can look at and be like, okay, this is where I still need to do work. This isn't good. This isn't bad. It just is. Yeah. And we accept reality as it is. And now we reclaim that power. Yeah. I love that. And it's that personal responsibility thing again, right? Last mm -hmm. 
weekend, I had all this stuff come up, right? And I'm so grateful that I know the stuff that I know because even though I was sitting there and I was literally in fight or flight, like my heart was racing, I could hear it. I was like, this is a growth provoking moment. And like, I literally said to myself, you know, I know this is happening for me, even though I was crying and I felt awful and I felt all vulnerable and scared and stuff. It's like, well, how do I choose to, you know, move through this instead of why is this happening to me? Cause it just shoves the stuff back into our subconscious where it then controls us. That's what's happening. Um, so I love this shift and this is a game changing shift when we start to realize like, Everything is yeah, an opportunity. It's just showing us what's there. And we can choose to get angry at the person who triggered us or be grateful for the fact that we now get to see what was already within us, which is, which is actually great because then we can clear it up, choose higher, rise higher. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard. And that's the thing. Most people aren't willing to do this. I'm constantly pushing my, you know, my private coaching clients back into the space of why are you outsourcing this? Why are you making them responsible? Why are you giving your car away? I love what you said about that. Um, because we do, but really it's just showing us there's a part of like scarcity within ourselves, right? Like if I need you to make me feel worthy, then I don't feel worthy. And that's the actual problem. It's not your job yeah. to make me feel worthy, but we're actually taught this, right? Like culturally, I need my other half. Like, listen to the words of that. Yeah. Like, I'm only half a person, apparently. No, that's a, that is a horrible, horrible plan, you know, um, to create mm -hmm. a bunch of half broken people. It's like, but you attract what you are. So if you become a whole person, then you attract another whole person. And then everyone's happy because they're looking after themselves. And then you come together and it's like, it's fun and it's awesome. And you can grow together instead of, project all over each other which I see a lot of all the time <laughs> yeah yeah I on that point I'm I'm a really big advocate of being consciously single and the the yeah. reason why I'm a big advocate of the single life is because I I really feel like when you're single you're being called back to yourself yeah that's what is happening it's yeah. it's a chance for you to go deep into your work without the distractions of anything outside of you. Now the test comes once you get into yeah. a relationship, but yeah. the work can be done consciously when you are single. So for those listening that like are craving a partnership or relationship or they feel so alone, that's mm. exactly what you need to be feeling. Because when you are single, especially if you've just gone through a bad breakup, a divorce, whatever the situation is, all of these feelings are going to come up and we think that anything mm. external such as another partner will somehow cure us of these maladies but but it won't the the mm. very things that are coming up is the thing that we need to sit with and being single is the perfect space for that like being single <laughs> is such a beautiful blessing we are being called back to yeah. ourselves so I also think that's a stigma that we need to release around being single. Like whether you're in a partnership or whether you're single, they are equal. They each serve their purpose. So yeah. wherever you are at in your life right now, fall in love with that and use it to your advantage. Yeah, I love that. Yes, 100% agree. And I was single for so long. And my partner, shout out Maddie, he was single for five years, five mm. years. 
And so it's like both of us had been doing that exact same thing, not running from our problems, not avoiding facing stuff, not looking to someone else to come in and fix us or fill a void, but fill the void yourself. And that's it. And I, I feel like a lot of people are not willing to do that because um, I'm with you. To be single and to choose to be single in order to grow yourself is magnificent. Like it is incredible. Yeah. These are the top tier people who can do that who can be like sit with themselves um and like actually my episode from last week we talked about this where most people can't do that for five minutes they literally can't just be with themselves without a cell phone without a tv without the distraction of someone else for five minutes let alone meditate for half an hour or something like that you know so it's like it's incredible that's how this is how we create amazing people if you can be whole in yourself and feel good and you know, without a void as such, then you're literally limitless because you're in charge yeah. as well. Like you're not reactive. You are creative. You are in your creative power. Yeah. And, and when we, and again, the, the healing continues, right? You, you meet, you think you're good and you meet someone all of a sudden you have all this stuff that, <laughs> that comes up, but nonetheless, the, the more you can heal yourself and the more whole we become, once we get into that dynamic of a partnership, we can use our time so much more efficiently and our energy instead of now just being a vampire and needing, 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 playing this game of going back and forth. It's now mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm good. You're good. Now let's serve the world. And that's something I've really been thinking about lately of like, if we could actually start to create more conscious couples and two individuals can come in that are whole individuals, the amount of energy that we can conserve and then put into other places that are needed instead of ourselves, mm. that concept is so powerful because then we have these power couples who truly can go out and be a force for good in the world because they're good. I'm good. You're good. Now let's combine our forces together and go out and make an impact and serve the world. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's exactly the conversations we've already had. Um, and that's how it needs to be, right? Like that is what we need. And I think even thinking back to our last podcast that was ages ago now um, around masculine and feminine energy and the polarity. And that's something that we've talked about a lot as well is maintaining that. Um, so when you've got, yeah, this really strong, masculine, grounded, balanced foundation, and then you've got, you know, me, the creative, the whatever, the inspired, all the ideas, the visions, and then you put them together that is when you create huge ripple effects on this planet, which is what I believe we're all called to do. Like the relationships are not about us. Uh, that's, I actually wrote a post about this yesterday that we, we get so caught up in our head because we think it's about us, but it's really not. It's exactly what you said, how we serve together. Like, yeah, love is great. Relationships are great, but then come together and then do something amazing with it. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> I think yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah agreed yeah yeah um so what have you found like with you on your sort of single journey how have you learned this stuff like <laughs> what what has been your experience you know with like actually understanding that you're at cause like you're creating things in your life what are the things that you've become aware of within you <laughs> yeah great question 
I think that I, I will start off by saying that meditation has changed my life. And we, we've heard that a lot, but meditation is one of those things that you really have to chip away at. It, it takes time. It takes time to be able to sit deeper and deeper into yourself. And the process of awakening and becoming more conscious is actually just a series of softenings. It's it's mm. softening deeper and deeper into ourself. And, and meditation allows the space for that. And so when you're in this meditative space, it's also an opportunity to begin to regulate your nervous system. You can be more conscious of these patterns. You can be more conscious of that fight or flight response. You, you start to become conscious of all these things that you were unaware of and meditation acts as that like flight simulator before you actually go out and fly the plane. And so if you're able to do that in these small practices, you can then put that out into the world. I, I really believe in the concept of microdosing adversity. And I believe that life hits everyone with challenges at, at all sorts of times in, in your life, whether that be physically with health, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, life will hit hard. That's, that's a guarantee, right? The one thing that is inconsistent <laughs> yeah. is the future. The one thing that is constant is change. And yeah. so if we can microdose adversity, meaning we get little bite-sized chunks of something that is difficult, hormesis, they call it in health, taking cold showers, really putting yourself into meditation and disciplining yourself, watching mm -hmm. your health, training your body, Mm -hmm. These fundamental principles have been pivotal for me because in order to really create a life that we love, that we're proud of, that we enjoy, it comes down to creating a series of habits that really move us forward in the right direction. And whether we're talking about becoming a spiritual guru or a top class CEO or the best husband or wife in the world, it's still actually the same foundation. And so I would say mm. to everyone that before anything, we, we have our goals, right? We have our desires, our outcomes, things we want to achieve. But at the very root of all of that, there has to be some type of foundation. And that foundation is supported by these pillars that need to be immovable. And some of those pillars are health, you know, and sleep and nutrition and mm. movement and all of these things go into it. So I would say for anyone, it's coming back to these basics and being able to do these just micro habits every single day that really empower yourself and make yourself strong. And as you do that day in and day out, you get a year down the road and you look back and internally you have grown significantly. And then when you yeah. get in a relationship, you see that when you start your own business, you see that when you, you go to the gym or, or you know, uh, apply for a Ironman or something, you start to see the progress that you have made and that builds and builds and builds. And so I think it is about, again, bringing the spiritual down to the physical. That is the combination of the divine union, the masculine and feminine, the feminine it is the flow. It is the energy that comes through. It's the surrender. It's the peace. It's the joy. It's the contemplation. It's the ability to know that as I am, I am perfect. I'm exactly where I need to be. And what happened happened and couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. And so everything is divinely orchestrated. But then the masculine is the structure that expands that vehicle so you can pull in more energy. 
And, and the more we can expand our vehicle, our vessel, then the more of that feminine healing power that we can actually hold within ourselves. So I think in, in kind of a nutshell, I would say that's that's been my experience with being single and really being able to look at my foundation, what I want to build so that my future is more secure. And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.